Welcome back to She Is Promised Podcast. I am here with a special guest. I was going to say special goddess, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> but you are goddess. I like that too. I like that Special too. goddess, <laughs> Kanisha Smith. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, gee. I'm so happy to have you on my podcast. Um, Kanisha, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, yeah. Kanisha, she or hers. I am... Um, Broward baby, born and raised here um, in Broward County, and I am a community organizer. Um, So I have the pleasure of working with the Dream Defenders, um, which is a a community organization um, that is rooted in shifting what our state describes as safety and and security um, and redefining what that actually means for for our community, right? So away from prisons, police, and deportation and actually a world where safety and security looks like adequate housing, healthcare, food access, mental health services, all these things. Um, So yeah, that's a a little bit about me. Dang, that's a mouthful. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I always knew you was going to do something since high school. You were supposed to be part of the Peace Corps. Yeah, and the best friend of Brenda. That's also my identity. Yeah. You're my best friend. Forget that. Okay. But yeah, you were always going to do something. So I'm glad that I'm, that's one thing I do want to say. I'm very proud of you. I never say because you know I'm not that mushy, but I am proud of you, all of you guys, in case they hear us and they get a little jealous. They will. I'm proud of they all will. of y'all. They will. I'm proud of you too, Kanisha. <laughs> but um, one thing I do want to say during this time, it's a really, 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 really hard time to see what's happening into this world. But one thing that gets me is how people respond. So how do you feel how people are responding currently during this time? Yeah, we we are in a moment. I think we are seeing so many different tactics being used um, to ensure that we're getting the type of justice we've been asking for for so for so many years, right? Before George Floyd, before Breonna Taylor, the things we we're asking for for Tray- Trayvon Martin, Eric Gardner, mm-hmm. right? All the time that we have lost another Black life, um, and so to see people taking the street, right? Mm-hmm. There have been actions here mostly every day here in Broward County um, mm-hmm. since last week. And so folks are taking the streets, they are getting together, strategizing, we're having meet community meetings to talk about what this moment looks like, what do we need to do, who are our, who are our targets, and we're seeing across this, the nation and even in, across international waters, right, this really, really big conversation around abolition. Um, we have seen some historical things happen, like mm-hmm. police precincts were burned down. Wow. That is huge, that is right? Huge. Like cops are running away. Yes. Um, we are seeing conversations around debanding and defunding the police, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're seeing laws being passed that yes. we asked for for when Eric Gardner lost his lives yes. and no chokehold. That is just being passed today, right? Um, we're just seeing no knock warrants being passed, like mm-hmm. all these things again that folks asked for for so long. I know no one went into 2020 thinking that this was going to happen. Uh-huh. We were always like, man, 2020. Yeah, the vision. We're going to forget about this year because <laughs> it already started yeah, bad. It was just a bump in the road. 2021, here we come. That's but right. 2020, it not only is a new decade, but a new chapter in, Amer- in American history. And I think we, yeah, we are in a, one of the biggest moments. And our kids are going to be reading about this in their schools, um, which I think is very powerful. Um, but yeah, from the riot to the looting to all the different things that folks feel like they have to do in this moment mm-hmm. um, to express their mourning, to express their outcry for injustices that we have always faced. Um, it's honestly, it's really beautiful to see. 
it's a it's a beautiful change and you did mention people is the difference that you see a shift i'm starting to see our white brothers and sisters are finally speaking up and saying this is wrong and they're protesting with us same thing that we've seen during the civil rights movement but now we're in a digital era where it's being social media it's televised it's everywhere and um people are being vocal and they are speaking but then there are people who are silent and you are that is just another that's as loud as the silence as well have you had any from like your people who are your colleagues who are white has come out and spoke to you by any chance yeah i'm my comrades in this fight yeah i'm I'm very grateful to have folks who have worked in the past with who i've been in community with um who identify as white have been reaching out have been supporting me in different ways um ensuring that they're not taking up space and showing Mm -hmm. up properly and so Mm -hmm. it's been really really great to see and um i think one thing we have to always remember right like this is a a cross class a cross race thing that we're doing because if we don't have the adequate resources that we need no one is going to right because it's just like a a lot of times it's most of these things it's the one percent and folks that are part of these upper classes we are the majority right the 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 low class the working class folks Mm -hmm. black and brown and even poor whites like we we have to be banded together um, because if black women are free, if black men are free, right, then everyone's free. Mm-hmm. And that's how we have to think about it. And for the white silence, I've been really happy to see people call out their white friends and yeah. colleagues who have not said anything. Yeah. I have been even prouder to see folks who are like, I haven't seen you or my friend. You haven't put anything out about this and this this issue that's going on. Where is your voice? Mm-hmm. Um, you have a platform. You should be using it. Calling out corporations calling out celebrities right um and like i said it's it's this cross-class thing that Mm -hmm. has to happen for um us to make sure we stay fat fast in this bigger conversation that is taking place and then for the ones that are being silent or the one or the from the counter protesters to the ones that are rooted in white supremacy they are being fired they are being called out they are being identified um and so accountability is happening on that end as well too um which is good to see in in corporations um having that clear line but then also making sure we hold them accountable for the crap that they've been doing in our communities um so yeah it's just a lot this is a moment like i I can't every time i have a conversation it's just like getting more grounded in the moment that we're in because so much so much is happening in the last two weeks so much has changed in this in this in this country um and it's 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 a lot. It is a lot. it is a lot, and it's so. I feel like it's a bittersweet moment, but the George Floyd thing was just like we we we've been we've been telling you guys this is what we've been experiencing, and now it's on camera, and now that you see it, we're not we're, we weren't kidding. This mm-hmm. this is this is racism at its finest. This is not oh they think he did something and all this jazz. It's because he's a black man he had to endure that mm-hmm. and it it was it was as if he wasn't human and it's just it's just too much yeah i think it's just a clear example because we've you know years you know things have been on tape folks yeah. haven't been convicted mm-hmm. right folks haven't been held any had, had any accountability but i think what in this time what is different because what is so different is like folks are so sick and tired of being sick and tired like people are just so tired of it all the black and all the black bodies that we're seeing uh, a clear a a, a clear show of 
a power dynamic that has been present here in the United States for far too long when mm-hmm. it comes to police and community, um, when it comes to police violence and police murder. Um, the fact that that officer even had the audacity to think that was okay, mm-hmm. right, for him to do shows that there is a bigger problem with the system that he's a part of. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm really seeing is for folks, we're moving away from just this one individual because it's not just that one cop. It's, just, it's the system system that they're a part of that continues to perpetuate the situations right and so it's been really great for me to see from us moving from this reformist conversations because it's like no more we ask for body cameras and more surveillance and and community oversight boards and like all these things and all it did was just gave them more funding it just increased surveillance so that's what we're seeing now at the actions the SWAT the riot gear the rubber bullets and all that kind of stuff because all that stuff just really gave them more funding Mm. All the train, they have done all the racial equity training, implicit bias trainings, all that stuff has happened. And yet Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, that that still happened, you know? And so it's great for us because we have moved from that. It's like, we're not asking for that no more. We know what's the problem. It's, it's the it's this system. It's police, right? We do not need it. We do not need police in our communities, um, and and we are having a national conversation about it. Like to cities it completely. deep are talking about debanding the police. Wow. School boards have cut ties with police departments to not have student resource officers in their schools. You had universities, institutions who cut ties and contracts with police departments and saying we will no longer have them at our in our schools at any of our events or anything like that because of the, the what they represent in the system that they're a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like we uh, get like this powerful moment that we're in and and I think it just shows like we, we asked for this for too long. Like we asked for all this stuff. No more reformists, no, none of that stuff. We got to get rid of them yeah. and actually invest into the things that our community needs um, to really keep our people safe because it's not police. Yeah. And I, I like that. I like that how we all came together. Like, the protest. I just left, well, I think Andrews, whatever, and I saw, like, police coming down. Because there was another protest. And I'm like, dang, I just got off work. Nobody yep. tell me yep. this. Yes, protesting back-to-back. And it's not protesting where people are, people, though other people are looting and rioting, but it's just like, you, what, what do you expect us to do? How else can we respond to you? We did. I've seen the peaceful walk. I've seen you do it. I seen the the um getting this sign for people to do this and it's like we're being peaceful, we've been peaceful. How long do you expect us to be? And of course, people are looting and rioting and all this jazz and that's just their way to express. I cannot tell you who is angry and fed up to not do such a thing. Yeah, and we gotta be careful. Yeah, we we can't be policing folks feelings and how they can respond and react to the violence and the murder and the trauma that they experience on a daily basis Mm -hmm. our people are mad our people are tired and we are over it and we are done Mm -hmm. and so yeah some property gonna be damaged but guess what that can recover we cannot bring back george floyd we cannot bring back tony mcdade we cannot bring back all the in the long list of people that we have lost by the hands of the system you could Clean up your window. You could fix that. You got insurance. That's fine. But it's it's bigger than this property. And I think we have to be so careful because they're trying to drag us into this conversation, right? About 
peaceful protests versus violent protests and this and it's just like they use that wording to cage us about violent and non-violent and what we have the opportunity to get and what resources we have available to us depending on how they label us and I think we're again seeing that come up in this moment where they're trying to pit us against each other it's just like you know who is violent police officers the only what happened in um, downtown for Lauderdale after our action ended was because of the excessive force of the police officer who shoved a young girl who was on the ground he intentionally shoved her right Mm -hmm. where it it got violent because a officer shot a woman who was walking away and no was near him with a rubber bullet and her eye socket shattered right they are the ones that are being violent. They're the ones that are um, increasing the situation because when they sh- they're showing up in their riot gears and with their rubber bullets and their tanks with their sound machines, but it's just like no one is rioting. We're just gathering. We are allowed. We are allowed to gather. We didn't see these tanks and all that kind of stuff happen when you had people when you had mostly white folks trying to come back to the state about not opening up because they want to go to their restaurants and they yeah, and the whole face mask and situation face mask. we didn't see that response no, but when we have when when it's around black lives and and um black and it has to do with black bodies we always see that type of opposition yeah right and I, and again it just stems from the fact that police was founded out of slave slave patrols right yeah. police was founded as a way to protect white property right it's just like what they're rooted in is the problem and why will continuously be a problem until we get rid of it right because mm-hmm. we have to completely remove the system from our society because it has never benefited us in the first place it was never meant to it was never meant to protect and serve us right and that's just like continuously being highlighted when folks are sharing their stories when they're out on the streets crying and mourning and screaming for the people that they have lost time and time again it's just like it's just so we are tired it's, it's too many cases it's too it's, it's, it's too, too much. much cases i hate when i see responses like well we need more evidence so we need more to this and i'm like what more do you need to know someone in i believe tallahassee get into a car accident go to a white woman's house just to ask for assistance she assumed that he's the criminal police comes and they killed this young man mm-hmm. what more do you need to know mm-hmm. you're killing us but a white person go to a church and kill, do commune with the people. Whatever he was doing that day, he sat with them. They were comfortable enough to have him sitting there for that long period of time. Mm-hmm. And then he kills all of them. Yep. For um, St- Stoneman Douglas, they should he shoot up the whole school. Time, yeah, time and time, time and time and time. It's again, just so many cases we're seeing how, and again, it just falls into the history of this country, right? Yeah. Of, of of blacks coming over as slaves, and it's like everyone like slavery was over. We why, why are we still talking about it? Because all it's, the things uh, that were present um, in there and what we thought they got rid of just turned into systems that we are living in where we are not we, where we can't win, right? Yeah. And it's just like. We were in a time where tough on crime was these folks went to black communities and jailed us and took our fathers away and did yes. um, the streets, uh, the three strike rule. All this stuff came mm-hmm. out of that to continue to put down black communities. The war on drugs. You had an FBI agent who said on record, we just use the war on drugs as a phrase. It was just really a war on blacks. Right. And it's, it's because of what this system 
is again is rooted in and like we always have to look back on our past and on our history to understand that when slavery stopped we saw chain gains and we now have a prison system that is a bil- is billion dollar industry mm-hmm. that continues to use black and brown brown bodies to co- to make products mm-hmm. right billion a billion dollar industry so it gets to a place where it's just like where it's really profit over people right mm-hmm. Police are not here to to serve and, and help us, right? Because if we really want to serve and help us, 30 or 50% of our county's budget wouldn't be to police, right? We wouldn't be continuously divesting from school and community programs and resources and investing more into police. If we really cared about our people, if we're really trying to ensure that folks' mental and physical health and everything um, was where it needed to be, we will have more social workers in our schools. We will yeah. have more adequate housing. Like COVID came and impacted so many families who have still not received a stimulus check, who still haven't received anything from unemployment, may have lost their jobs. But yet Broward County is going to give five, a half a million dollars to BSO for racial equity training. What? There are people who haven't recovered from this hit, who still haven't gone back to work. But we always ask where the money's come from. When we divest from things, education, these systems that we need, we never ask, why will we defund that? We're not. It's a tax cut and it happens. But when it's police, it's everyone's people are so up, up in arms and saying, what do you mean defund? What do you mean defund? Like, if we really itemize their budget and seeing how much money we spend, Miami's trying to op- build up a $400 million new jail. What? When they're, but yet houses people are being terrorized um, and don't have a place to go, right? Where the city can't take over a site that we build for houses folks to to clean and get donations and all that kind of stuff. But we have four hundred million dollars that can go to a new jail, right? When mm-hmm. people don't know where their next meal is coming from, don't know if they're going to be able to turn the lights on, don't know if they're going to be able to return to work, right? So it's just like what. And I think that's what we have to focus on is just like, what are the things that are being present in our community mm-hmm. and how it ties to poverty and the things that we're in the resources that we're lacking. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's that's why this moment is so big, because folks are we're having even like everyone already noticed. We, we, we talk about this stuff in the community, but now it's this national conversation that folks are all are moving on um, to really take a stand and say, we know exactly where this money can come from. Yeah and where it can go to mm-hmm. right and we're getting we're being very direct on our targets and and what that looks like so um yeah i'm just really it's like nerve-wracking but also exciting right because yeah. it's just like we're in a moment and folks are are winning and it's just like it's big it's more than just getting these cops arrested it's like ensuring we're making some systematic changes to ensure that this doesn't even happen again right because mm-hmm. to show that we that we can live in the world without police if we have the presence of all the things that we actually actually need um so yeah it's pretty it's exciting yeah it is i'm excited it's (laughs) exciting to see this step i'm not gonna lie to you seeing all this is like how and what else can i do what can i get involved and i don't want i've heard it before um hangouts we have at the font where um one of my um one of the members said it um one of the people that was on our hangouts they stated some people were getting excited they protest just for the idea of the men's getting arrested and she was like that wasn't 
that wasn't the reason for the main reason of the purpose of the doing the, the protest. Of course, we want them to get arrested, but we don't want this to be let's protest, let's let's protest. Somebody go to jail, somebody died. Let's protest, somebody go to jail, somebody died. The goal is let's not have this. Is, it needs to stop right there. There's still more cases still going on. There's still unheard cases, but yes. how can we as a community? not just stop there not just assume that we are satisfied because these men are in jail because honestly deep th- me i'm not satisfied that they're in jail it doesn't do anything for me nothing because after this <laughs> we're just waiting for another because i'm not saying it like that but for the police brutality how it is it's becoming a social norm i'm not waiting for this new subtype of social norm to happen where we're all hyped up and then we stop i wanted to know that's why I, and the best person to ask, what is the next step that we all can do here? What is the next step that we can all do here now? Yeah, I, th- I think it's happening, right? So folks are not just on the ground um, protesting because that, that's needed, right? That is, a, that is a strategic tactic that has been used from civil rights days, right? From days before, it's from folks taking the street, uh, erupting your daily routine to say, you need to stop and realize what's going on in our community around you. Mm-hmm. You need to stop and make sure you understand what your neighbor is going through um, and, and to be able to hear and share their story. So I think that tactic needs to continue to happen. And I hope that we have actions from here until August. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope it I hope it happened because what those actions have done, because it's like not only the, is, it, is that, outcry, that outcry and making sure it's at the forefront of the conversation, but it also leads us to being able to have these um, meetings where we're talking to elected officials and community stakeholders around what our asks are, right? So in those, it's not just taking the streets, it's making those clear demands, having those clear targets. Um, so that looks like folks going to their commissioner meeting, right? Broward County has a commissioner meeting happening this Tuesday on the 16th at 10. We want folks to go because we want you to be able to tell them you got half a million dollars for racial equity training. Let me tell you what you can put that money towards, because I, as a community, as someone who lives in this community, as a community stakeholder, I do not think that our funds should be being allocated this way. Right. So you're we need to be in these commission meetings. We need to be in these budget hearings on these calls and making sure that these elected officials clearly understand what we where we want to take this money out from and put it in in the place we want to put it into. Um, I also think this is a time if you're able to go to the actions, you're able to go to the commissioner meetings, um, share stories and talk to your neighbors and the people in your community, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have to be, we carry each other's stories. So we need to know what the experience are for the other folks are around us. And a lot of times that's where we find a lot of commonality. Like, oh crap, I went through that as well too. I thought it was just me. This is a problem in our community because, okay, I just talked to so-and-so and I talked to so-and-so and I talked to so-and-so all right, that means something needs to happen, right? And so as a community, we can get together and think about what we want to change. Um, But this conversation around abolition, this conversation around defunding the police um, did not just come out of thin air. People have been on the ground for years working and strategically planning and and building up to this moment that we have these demands, right? Because people have been asking for this for a long time. And so I, I don't want folks to forget about organizations um i think this is a really good time for you to find an organizational home where this dream defenders where this black lives matter brown uh, black lives matter alliance brow where it's Broward dsa new florida majority there are already there are organizations that are in your community already that have been um 
fighting this good fight for a very long time, fighting these elected officials Mm -hmm. um, and the crap that they try to push on us um, and feed on the ground. And a lot of folks know these organizations. So it's like being a part of an organization, coming to these meetings so you could get plugged in about like, oh, we need help for research and breaking down this budget, right? We need help with comms. We need some photographers. We need some videographers. We need someone to make some really dope graphics around budgets and where and what our demands are, um, creating op-eds so to share your stories. So there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done. It doesn't stop when we take the streets because um, this is a long fight. Like Florida... Is. Florida, we got to understand that Florida is a different state from a lot of these other places that are ha- being able to move some of this stuff. Like this, this is going to be a fight um, and we're going to need because we don't have all the money. Right. Yeah. So because we don't have the money, we got the people. So we yeah. need people power. We need people to be organizing with us to step into the leadership, to get activated and contribute to where that is. If, if it's just showing up, if you can just show up, just show up. If you could just call in at the meetings, just call in. If you're able to share that tweet, invite five friends, if you can't make it, all those things uh, allows us to continue to build our people power and our reach. Um, and also build our our organizations our organizational capacity about what we can do um, because it's people taking the street and being able to visibly see all those people in those numbers yeah. that gets them really scared yeah. right that shakes them up to mm-hmm. know like oh this election year mm-hmm. here in Broward County no one see this safe if you're not backing us period yeah. right and we want to be able to make that very very clear from commissioners to mayors to judges to sheriff school boards every 2020 is a big election year so it's not only do we need to be on the ground organizing building power in our communities doing community surveys and making sure every voice is being heard right and also thinking about what we want to replace these systems with we also need to be educating ourselves on the political landscape that we are currently in and who we um who we need to be voting out and voting in that's going to be able to create the turf that we need to win on So I also know voting is also important as well to help be able to be to play a part in the role in this in this time. Um, I just want you to just I want you to just elaborate more on it about the voting part. Yeah, voting is a tactic. <laughs> it's, it's not the and, you know, we try to get away from the conversation where folks think like, oh, like you have to go vote. It's the only way we can get change. And we know that's is not true it is a tactic right it is is it it's a tactic for us to put people in the seat that's going to create the terrain for us to organize on and work on right we have someone like trump right he has changed the terrain that we organize on mm-hmm. because of his views and what he's trying to push now imagine we have a person like bernie sanders who who was in the presidency at the moment like the terrain that we're organizing moving on in the conversation we're able to have the policies we're able to push it's it's totally different and so when you bring that on a local level it it's it's really huge right it's it's a strategic tactic that we do right so in for the state attorney race we want a decarcel candidate we want someone after 37 years of having the same state attorney mike sachs 
Mm -hmm. First time in 37 years, we're able to vote a new state attorney in, right? That's huge. The same guy has been in the seat and it's powerful. They decide what incarceration looks like here in Broward, mm -hmm. what you're charged with, how you charge, what mm -hmm. the length of the sentence is, all those different kind of things, right? And so we're just using that seat as an example. Imagine if we're able to vote someone in that is that wants to end cash bail, mm -hmm. that wants to stop the transfer of youth to adult prison, right? Mm -hmm. That wants to stop criminalizing marijuana, mm -hmm. right? That wants to stop criminalizing sex workers, that wants to have an office where their goal is to shrink, right? Because mm -hmm. we, we, we as Dream Offenders, we're engaging into this race because we have a goal of not only getting a decarcel candidate elected, but a long-term goal for that office to not exist and yeah. being very clear about that, right? Like we want to get this, uh, get a person elected, but we want to chip away at your office. Yeah. There's some things that this system holds when it comes to community programming, restorative justice circles that they shouldn't, right? It's mm -hmm. just like, we need to actually take those funds and put it into community organizations that are doing these things and can just expand their capacity it doesn't have to be a part of the incarceral system. Um, and so that that's on any level of the government or any level with these elected officials that we're voting in from city commissioners who the people who are who approve our budget. Right. And like where the money goes to like they, these are some powerful seats. And so this is a tactic in a way for us to build power. And so, yeah, we want folks, the deadline's on July 20th to register to vote because we want people to participate in the primaries, right? Because mm -hmm. that's also big and not just the general election, the primary. So you have to make sure you identify as a Democrat or Republican, right? Because we have a closed primary system, unfortunately. Yeah. Making sure your stuff is updated. And we're also trying to tell people we're still in the middle of an epidemic, right? Mm -hmm. And so to vote by mail because we're seeing what happens in other states. Long lines going down the street systems not working if you vote by mail it comes to you in your house you have time to look up any candidates that you may not know about and be able to make a, a decision so mm -hmm. yeah it's just a clear tactic for us to use and it's a tactic that they the right uses all the time against us about who they put in these seats and so it's it's time for us to kind of take that take that power back and and understand that we can decide who to unseat and who to seat. And that's a lot of power in that. It makes mm -hmm. them scared. We got to keep that pressure on them. We really do because they, you know, we they, we give, get away from understanding the power we have as people. And it's like we have so much of it. This, this moment right now is one of the prime examples of that, mm -hmm. um, of how much how much power we have and the pressure we can be putting on these folks to ensure we get the things that we need. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I, I, I appreciate you for expressing that because I see the passion in your eyes, girl. You can, you it's can exciting. Go, you can go all day. <laughs> it's, exci it's exciting. And the more that I learn, like, it, it's really exciting because I think being a part of Dream Defenders, being, a, being an organizer, it helps me continuously dream and to, to expand my imagination about what is possible. And I think that's the beauty of it, right? Because mm -hmm. for so long, we've been told that things are pipe dreams, that this can't happen, yeah. that this is the way it is, that's, and that's the way yeah. it's going to always mm -hmm. be, when it's just like, actually, it's not. And we could continue to dream of the world that I want to raise my kids in, where they're, are, they're invested in, in their care and their mental health and they're and they're getting the resources that they need and they're able to be their full true selves and you know and it's like that building a role like that is possible yes it's going to take some time to get there but we this moment is speeding that timeline up a little bit which yeah, i'm really excited about um yeah but it's it's it, it, it's really exciting um because it's just like it's 
it's it's um, we have so it's a world of possibilities you know when you're a kid and they tell you you can be anything that you want to be as you grow up you start lo- you lose that feeling mm-hmm. that that sense of imagination of like what's possible for yourself mm-hmm. but like honestly been in this work it, it has grounded me more of like getting getting back that feeling that I have when I was a kid and just like anything is truly possible, possible. Right, and I think it's it's so much magic in that. Um, and magic, us as Black people, we deserve we deserve a dream. We deserve to imagine, and we're we deserve to not only dream but make those dreams a reality and actually actual like tangible ideas. We deserve that, and we always have. Um, and it's, it's it's time for us to take that back. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know you mentioned that you are part of the Dream Defenders. Are you guys are taking in volunteers, or you need more people as assist? Like, what is it if someone yes. wants to be part of the Dream? Broward County, come come out. We actually have a squad meeting happening um, the third Wednesday of every month. You can go to our Instagram, Broward underscore Dream Defenders, to find out about how you can get involved um, and show up in our spaces. And also, like we're a part of this is this Broward collective of or other organizations, like I mentioned before, from Black Lives Matter Alliance to DSA to New Florida Majority. Um, and it's just like there's a lot of different homes that are waiting for you to come and mm-hmm. be a part of, um, mm-hmm. depending what your passion, what you're passionate about, what you're rooted in what your skills are um we will we would love for you to join our squad and make dd dream defenders your home and so yeah follow us on instagram brow dream defenders if you're in miami miami dream defenders we're a statewide organization baby we everywhere <laughs> pensacola daytona Gainesville, orlando like we everywhere we oh we took over that capital after zimmerman was found not um not guilty mm-hmm. um for 30 days and 31 nights and we went back to cities across the state to build power and that 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 feeling um and that that urgency is still there and so yeah come come join a squad it's it's pretty exciting exciting mm-hmm. work i'm not gonna lie it's, yeah it's really great to be a part of to be a part of this moment um and contributing to it in any way that i i, I can within this organization I do. I do want to mention before again, like I did before. I, I am proud of you, Q. I'm doing so much. You are <laughs> paving the way, not just for your kids, but everybody else's kids, because this is something that they are going to reap in the future. And it's, it's time for us to start sowing in it now for them. That's why. Um, you're going to reap what you sow. So everything that we're, you're doing now and everything that everybody else who do want to get involved in, as well as me, I, my kids are going to reap this. We are going to reap this, yep. knowing that we made this possible. So I do want to thank you so much for taking the time to being on She Is Promised podcast and just being just being you. Just being my awesome hippie (laughs) (laughs) no thank you so much for having me on here i'm very proud of you and what you're building through this and this platform that that you're building honestly is really powerful and is is needed not only in this moment but moments before of you just being transparent and authentically yourself um there's a lot of power in that Mm -hmm. um you know black women are powerful the that's nothing new and it's all black women should always be first and respected that's right. um so I'm, I'm glad to be in this space building power with you and all the different ways that we are yes um so yeah thank you so much for having me i'm so this is this was great this was great <laughs>
And we're going to do another one. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to She Is Promised podcast. Once again, she did, um, Quinnisha did mention um, certain uh, ways that you can be part of the community and not just stop with just protesting. There's more that you can do social media. You can do with um, going to the commission, um, the meeting Me, that, yeah, that they're having. Y'all. And I'm going to put it in the description. I'm going to put it in on social media as well for you guys to follow as well as to be um, part of the Dream Defenders if you want to volunteer just to get involved. And if you don't want to, it's perfectly fine. Maybe that person you know that is hungry and want to be want to do something for the community, let them be aware. Share, like, let others be informed so they can also be part of this. Don't let it stop because you don't feel it. Let somebody else have an opportunity to. So please, yeah. please, 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 please um, just look at the description as well at um, the font. They are doing hangouts online via Zoom where we are talking about these situations as well. We are the church is trying. The church is involved in this. Well, my church is involved in this. So they are absolutely talking and they are not be they are being unapologetic unapologetically um real about their feelings during this time and incorporating the gospel as well. So also yes. tune in. I do have a link for that in the bio. Once again, thank you for tuning in to She Is Promise and thank you to my special goddess, Quinisha. Reach for- out if you have questions. I'm down for combos. These yes. are yeah, I'm yes. down for combos. And remember, Jesus flipped the tables. Like, <laughs> you gotta flip, flip the, the tables, tables sometimes. <laughs> You know, but yeah, reach out. I'm down to talk for anyone. If you have any questions or anything like that, always feel free to reach out to me. And her information will be in the description as well. Enjoy your day, guys. And also be, just be powerful in the things that you do and understand that you are not defined by your skin or what anybody have to say. You are promised. God has made a promise on you and you have a purpose to fulfill. Bye and stay blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to She Is Promised podcast. I really hope today's session was very informative. I really hope that you guys take heed on everything that was said today and be part of the movement and not just stop with protesting. In the description box below, I will disclose some information such as the Dream Defenders Instagram, Quinesha's Instagram, um, direct link to volunteer via the Instagram from Dream Defenders as well as voting deadlines to let you guys to be aware. Um, Church involvement, the only church that I currently am very coherent to know that is involved during this time and that is very vocal will be the fonts. There's two sermons that I will put as well in the description box as well as the link. I also will put the link of their hangouts where they do online hangouts Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. via Zoom. And as well, use your platforms. Do not be afraid to use your platform. If you're a videographer, a photographer, a blogger, a musician, a pastor, an artist, just someone who has a social media site, do not be afraid to share. Do not be afraid to talk about this. Do not be afraid to talk to one of your white friends or white coworkers and say, this is what's going on. How do you feel about this? Do you see this? Our silence is more detrimental than ever. So we shouldn't be muted and we shouldn't be afraid due to the fact that someone else is not coherent to what's going on right now. Our voice matters. What we do matter. But if we stay muted due to the fact that people are getting arrested and then we feel as if we are satisfied by that, then we do not understand what is truly going on in our world. The arrest is great, 
but there's more to come. There's more things that we need to do. Use your voice, use your platform. Like I mentioned, if we remain muted, it is very detrimental to our community. Once again, thank you so much for tuning into She Is Promised podcast. I hope you guys are well. Stay blessed.